Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Notice only. So what is Satan's goal? His goal in every unbeliever's life is to steal freedom from you and put you into bondage. Now, what do those bondages look like? The bondages of drugs, alcohol, pornography, fear, anger, unforgiveness, and the list just goes on and on and on. No one wants to think of themselves as slaves to anything or anyone. Yet we all know of someone with an obvious dependence on a substance or situation. Their slavery is clear to us. The fact of the matter is that according to scripture, everyone is a slave to someone. Pastor Mark will be teaching about our slavery and the only two choices of masters we have, Jesus or Satan. He will be speaking about how our having been born into servitude to the devil, the ways he keeps us in bondage, and blinded to and resistant toward the only avenue of escape from his clutches. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 8 with part 1 in his series entitled, Free to Live as God Intended. As you look behind me and see the series that we begin today, free to live life as God intended. As you look behind me, you fit one of these two lifestyles. The one on your left is a lifestyle, a bondage. Now, from the beginning, all of you are going to say, well, I don't fit in that one. Of course not. But you're going to be very surprised from the scripture today. The one on your right is a lifestyle of freedom. So ask yourself this morning, not your neighbor, not your husband, not your friend. Which one do you really fit into? And you will be shocked as we go through the word of God this morning. This lifestyle of freedom, what comes to your mind when you think of freedom? Well, there's lots of type. It's a pretty common word today, of course. We watch millions of refugees trying to find political freedom as they leave the country where there's oppression and persecution and flee to other countries. Here in the United States, we understand the word freedom in a political sense because our First Amendment is all about one thing, freedom of religion and speech and the press. Many people today, as they're living, they have a sense of personal freedom. It sounds like this. I'm free to live like I want to live. I'm free 
to simply be me. But Jesus in the Bible talk about another totally different freedom. It's called spiritual freedom. And when you see that, it doesn't have to do with personal. It doesn't have to do with political. It has to do with a spiritual part of man. You and I are really spiritual beings. Now, here's what I want you to see. God created us to live a life of spiritual freedom. What does that look like in our life? When God created us, he created us, every single person that's listening to me, to love, to worship, to obey, to serve, and enjoy God. That's a life of freedom. To you, that's going to sound like, no way, Jose. It's all about God? Yeah, God is the one that brings us freedom. Now, he created us that way. In Genesis, you remember, Adam and Eve were created to do all those things I just listened to you. Love, worship, obey, serve, and enjoy him. They were on the earth with only God. God, Adam, and Eve. But as they were created, even though they were living in paradise, there was no sin yet, they were given the most important thing that God can give us. A free will. To remain free, they'd have to choose to obey God and serve God. But you remember in the whole scenario, somehow Satan got Eve set apart. And he came and he deceived Eve's thinking like this. She could be free of God and become her own little God And that would simply mean she would be free to do her own thing. She chose to do that. Instead of paradise and God, she chose to be free of God. She didn't realize she would now be a slave of Satan. Adam came along and he basically did the same thing. He chose to be free of God. And because he did that, both Adam and Eve, as they sat down... And they realized something. They discovered that sin eliminated their spiritual freedom. And they were now in the bondage of sin. Because of that sin, they were no longer serving God. But they were now serving Satan. They were shocked to that. They didn't know that. Instead of God's goals and agenda, they were now serving Satan's goals and agenda. So here we are today, thousands of years later, and hear how this simply plays off. There are only two spiritual kingdoms. There's lots of kingdoms. There's lots of nations. There's lots of presidents. There's lots of queens and kings and all of that. But spiritually, there's only two kingdoms in the world, and every single person belongs to one of them. Here are the two. The kingdom of Satan. Now here's the key for us. Where kingdom, in this kingdom where Satan is the ruler, he's the head. And the kingdom of God, where God is the head, he is the ruler. When you were born, when I was born, because of Adam and Eve, that that DNA of man was transferred to you. The second you were born, you were not born in the kingdom of God. I was not born in the kingdom of God. I was born 
in the kingdom of Satan, separated from God and for all eternity. Now, I want you to wake your neighbor up this morning. And you can do this with a smile or an oh me. You can just say to this, I was born in the kingdom of Satan. Come on, just tell your neighbor right now. I was born in the kingdom of Satan. Okay. Now, how do we change that? Can we change it? Of course we can change it. We change that by choosing to confess our sins and absolutely put our trust in Jesus Christ. And then we change that kingdom. Many of you will do that this morning because you're not going to realize the bondage there is in the kingdom of Satan. Turn with me to the first passage we're going to look at today. John 10.10. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John 10.10. Here are the outcomes of who we serve. If I'm in the kingdom of Satan and all of us were born there, what does that look like? What is the goal? So look at John 10.10, a verse that you're, if you've been in church, you're very familiar with the verse. If you haven't been, this is kind of an eye-opener for us. John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Notice, only. So what is Satan's goal? His goal in every unbeliever's life is to steal freedom from you and put you into bondage. Now, what do those bondages look like? The bondages of drugs, alcohol, pornography, fear, anger, unforgiveness, and the list just goes on and on and on. Notice only to steal, kill, and destroy. But here we see that God's goals are very different. Look at it. Jesus says, but I have come that they might have life and they might have it to the full. So God's goals are different. God promises a fulfilling lifestyle with purpose and meaning. Listen, listen, free of those same bondages. Because you can't be free if you're in bondage of sin. So this is what the spiritual battle is all about. It's two kingdoms in conflict. What is the outcome of that? The outcome is where you will spend eternity. It's not about this world. It's about the outcome of that. So here's what I want you to write this morning. The battle is between spiritual freedom and spiritual bondage. That sounds strange, that word, spiritual bondage. But I'll explain it to you. The reason I ask you to have a Bible is you have to go to the verses of the Bible to understand what's being taught. So turn in your Bibles to Romans 6. Romans, not far past where you've been. Romans 6, 16. Let's hear the pages turning. There we go. Romans 6, 16. Or your iPad or your iPhone or whatever, your Android. Or the notes that you've copied off the internet for our teaching today. That's good. Here's something that will shock you. Paul starts, look in verse 16. What are the three words in verse 16? Say them to me. Don't you know. Now, why would Paul write that? Because the majority of unbelievers don't know what I'm going to teach you. Many Christians don't know what I'm going to teach you. And if you're an unbeliever today, and you haven't trusted Christ yet, this is all new to you. No way. No way, Pastor Mark. Well, here we go. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves 
to someone to obey him as slaves or servant we can use. You are slaves or a servant to the one whom you obey. And look at the two options. Whether you are slaves to sin and Satan, which leads to death, spiritual death, eternity without God. Or to obedience to God, which leads to righteousness. So Paul reminds us in this spiritual battle. Remember, everyone is either in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. Now, the only way to get in the kingdom of God is to be born again, be a brand new Christian. And we'll talk to you about that in a moment. Every person is either a slave to Satan and sin, or you are like over here, a slave or a servant to God and godly living. Now, what does that mean? Why does Paul say, don't you know? Now, I've written this statement in a context, including 2 Timothy 2.26. I put it in my words, so I want you to see this. Here we go. Don't you know, unbelievers do not know, these are people that are not Christians, billions of them around our world, they do not know that they're held captive by Satan to do whatever he wants. Here's why they don't know it. They think they are free to do their own thing, but actually they're in bondage to Satan's goals to still kill and destroy. I'll guarantee you, 90% of unbelievers have no idea that their lifestyle is one of captivity. They are doing exactly in their sinning what Satan wants them to do. They have no idea they're captive to Satan. And you would argue, if that's you this morning, if you're an unbeliever, you're going to argue, no way, I'm doing my thing. I'm not doing Satan's thing. That is crazy stuff. That is crazy stuff. Well, it isn't crazy stuff. Watch what Jesus says. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. That word who sins means habitually practicing sin. So an unbeliever is not doing their own thing. Pastor Mark, I'll become a Christian when I'm on my deathbed. Right now, I'm having fun doing my thing, baby. No, you're deceived totally. You're not doing your thing. You're doing Satan's thing. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, Pastor Mark, I never knew that. Hello. What did Paul say? You don't know. That's why I'm teaching. So you will understand. Satan wants you in hell forever. And that's why he's a liar. And that's why he's a deceiver. But notice what Jesus said. I tell you the truth. Everyone who practices sin habitually is a slave to sin. You can't change it. First John 3, 8 says this. Listen, when people keep on sinning, 
It shows they belong to the devil. Notice you saw a word up there. Sin is bondage. Now, we have a lot of police people that serve here as volunteers, detectives and so forth. And we have some former police people who are on staff. This is from him to me. So what is Jesus saying? Here's what he's saying. If you're an unbeliever, sin is bondage. You're not doing your own thing. You can't break away from Satan on your own. So you, unless you do something, you will end up separated from God forever. Doesn't matter whether you think you're a good person. Good people don't go to heaven. And so notice what this is saying. When you see that sin is bondage, what does that say to you? You're slaves to sin and you can't get out of this. By the way, I have a key just in case you don't know. I'm not going to be stupid up here. But they opened it enough for me that I can get out without the key. But I want to say to you this morning, if you're not a Christian, this is where you're at. Pastor Mark, I never knew that. That's why I'm teaching you. Because that's not where you want to be. You don't want to be a slave to Satan and his goal to steal, kill, and destroy you. You don't want that. Now, I have good news. Anybody ready for good news? I'm ready for good news. Okay, here's good news. Turn to Romans 6, 17. You're right by there. 6, 17. Next verse. Now watch what happens. Paul says this. But thanks be to God that though you, circle these next three words, used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you're entrusted. In other words, Paul says, I taught you that you were in sin, but you made the right decision after listening to me. He says, You used to be slaves to sin, but you wholeheartedly blame the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. Now, can I just say this to you? That's why I'm teaching this series to you. Because we have millions and millions and millions of unbelievers who may be good people, but they're sinners by nature. They're sinners by practice. And they have no clue they're a slave to Satan. And they cannot break free. Impossible. By themselves. Impossible. Now, Paul says, used to be. That's where I want everybody to be able to say, I used to be a slave to sin, but no longer. I am now free. Free to do what? Worship, serve, enjoy, obey God. That's the lifestyle you want. You don't want this lifestyle. When you see that happening and what Paul's talking about, Look at verse 18, then I'll ask you to write this down. Paul says this. You have been set, say the word with me, free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. You have changed kingdoms. And now you're a servant of God. You're no longer serving Satan. You're a servant of God. So here's what I want you to write. We used to be in bondage. This is for Christians. We used to be in bondage, Satan's dominating power, but God set us, let's say it together, free. 
Who set you free? Not you. You can't set you free. You have no idea. There's no way for you to do it. Well, how did God set us free? Turn in your Bibles to Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke chapter 4. I'll go through this very quickly, but I want you to see this. When Jesus came to this earth, he came with some goals. He came with an agenda. And one day he was, when he had his ministry, he was in, in a synagogue in Galilee area. And he was asked to speak. And he opened the scroll of the book of Isaiah. And you're going to see in Luke 4.18, he quotes the Old Testament. And watch what he says. Look at verse 18. The spirit, the anointing of the Lord is on me. Because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Now, all of these things that you're going to see, the oppressed, the poor, the blind, those spiritual things. He has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim, here we are, freedom to the prisoners, recovery sight to the blind, spiritually blind, and to release the oppressed. And then in verse 21, Jesus makes his bold statement in front of them. Today, this prophecy from the Old Testament is fulfilled. I am God. I'm the Messiah. I've been sent to meet your needs. He says, I've come. Now, when we see the damages of sin, sometimes we don't realize what they are. This is what Jesus said. I've come to free you from the damages of sin. Let me give you an illustration. When you see a new drug advertised on the TV, and maybe you have one of the signs of that drug can heal, you're looking and go, wow, that's fantastic. Honey, I got to get this drug. This is a new drug. Let's go to the doctor and see if he can prescribe it to me. But, you know, that first minute gives you hope. How many know what I'm talking about? Whoa, that's terrific. Then what happens on the commercial? Anybody know? Well, you have one minute of hope, and then you have 10 minutes of... I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Now, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, honey, forget that, baby. Forget it. I'll just keep what I got. What you see is the dangers. Medicine is good, but sometimes the bad isn't good. And you have to make a decision. Well, Jesus came for this very same principle, you understand. The Bible tells us, ooh, sin. There's pleasures in sin. Is there pleasure in sin? Two of you, three of you only know there's pleasures in sin? How many of you were sinners and enjoyed it? Come on, for a little bit. Let's not get stupid here. The Bible says there is pleasure in sin, amen? Woo, I'll get to get that drug. It's tough to come to grips with the fact that we're born slaves to Satan. The idea is so disconcerting because everyone has an idea that this is a bad thing. As Pastor Mark taught, though, we can be blinded to our ultimate slavery because of the pleasures that sin provides. This pleasure numbs us and distracts us from both our bondage and our ultimate doom. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. 
For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. In the next message, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about our slavery to sin and ultimately to the devil. He will inform us about what bondage to sin looks like on a practical level. And he will instruct us regarding the freedom from Satan's clutches that Jesus offers through his death and resurrection, a servitude that paradoxically brings ultimate freedom. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Free to Live as God Intended. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.